0: okay so yeah just to begin if both of you want to introduce yourselves and then we can go into the questions
1: yeah um my name is a uh i'm one of the organizers you know for African so
2: yeah um my name is comrade adebayo uh, organizers and founders of Movement for African Emancipation.
0: Great, thank you so much. And if both of you want to kind of explain a little bit more about what the Movement for African Emancipation is, how it got founded, um, kind of the, you know, the location and the the theoretical orientation of the group. Um, And then yeah, just so more background on the MAE.
1: Okay. Uh, Well, basically, we are uh, an African socialist organization, and uh, you know, we formed because uh, we noticed that there has been a a lack of leadership in the left to help get themselves uh, familiarized with how the systems is designed to work against the uh, liberation. Uh, to get them to understand the you know, workings of the realist uh, um uh, you know influenced governments all over Africa you know to work towards the liberation so our target basically is to uh work with work in uh, bigger organizations that are already uh existing because uh, for us in ME we we're still uh just a little over two years old and uh when it came to you know Work with other organizations that are bigger, and see how we can influence that space to uh, direct the focus towards, you know, accelerating a, a need for a revolution or some kind of change in the way our people are being governed. Uh, yeah, that's basically. I don't know if Community uh, Parliament wants to thanks
2: um in, in addition to what conversation that i said um we are uh, was called a pan-african socialist revolutionary organization and we are actually based you know in trying to build the leadership you know of of the political space in in africa and Nigeria. generally realize that you know there have been lack of ideological um consciousness within the African masses because due to the way you know colonialism structures has able to affect the people both mentally and physically and you know with the kind of educational system that we have you know it has not able to emancipate people from the mental slavery they've been through you know even up to my own generation so we as an organization you know we want to come in and you know help develop people in able to understand you know the contradiction of imperialism, the contradiction of capitalism, because without cadias, there cannot be revolution. And you know, we don't want Kadias who are, you know, um reactionary. You know, we have to build, build that um space whereby people could be able to understand the system we're up against, why Africa is underdeveloped and things like that. So in our own space, you know, like Inka has said, you know, we are just a new organization. Um um for just two years and we are practically you know working in bigger organization mass movements you know to able to bring in that concept of political education you know historical understanding you know um class understanding you know things like that
0: yeah thank you so much that was a great answer and i'm kind of curious like how you approach educating young members of the organization and and training cadres, as you were saying, um, you know, what what texts, what information do you help with this education? Because as you said, you know, the first step is kind of overcoming um, the mental propaganda that's been put into people's minds about, you know, colonialism and, and capitalism. So what's the kind of like educational approach that the, the organization uses to train uh, young Africans to kind of, View colonialism differently, to view the struggle differently, to be inclined towards socialism, and understand um the problems that really affect Africa today.
2: Yeah, um, um, um you know, the, the the present situation that we have in Africa right now is just that you know, a lot of Africans are suffering from uh, neo colonialism, and majority of them are being blindfolded by you know Western propaganda, capitalist propaganda, imperialist propaganda, so they don't really know the right education. That is meant to develop africa so we you know as as an organization you know we've been privileged you know enough to open ourselves to tourists you know tourists for marx for marxists you know leninists and people like that and we also have you know socialists um ideologists like kwame nkrumah you know we have people that understand the context of what is happening in africa generally so you know A lot of people in Africa don't really understand that context, because if you go into our schools, you know, our universities, you know, you see the kind of education, you know, the them. So those kind of education don't really leverage them in 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 the sense we want to deliver Africa. So you know, ours is to come in, you know, to educate the people. Because if you check majority of our platforms, you know, the kind of books we share, the kind of stories we share, you don't find them in schools, because we are up against the system, uh, and those who are running the affairs of our country does not want the kind of narrative we we send. So we are trying to create, you know, that educational space whereby. You know, able to educate people basically about the system that they lived in. You know, the system is up against them. And like you said, you know, in Africa, we understand the effect of colonialism, we understand the influence of class. And once people really understand that, you know, the economic um, effects is what have brought Africa to where it is today. Because if there is no expansion of capitalism, Africa won't be where it is today, so a lot of people have to understand that, you know, capitalism grew, grew out of the Western world and, you know, it's grew to the extent that to the detriment of the African people and the African people don't understand that, you know, African people, you know, have been carried away with the social contradiction that's happening on a daily basis. Now, if, if right now, you know, in, let me say, in Nigeria, Nigeria, generally, you know, we are facing an hyperinflation where people are struggling to live. So people who are actually chasing their daily bread, you know actually trying to survive, they are not given that privilege you know to able to see the system, you know the way it has been modified you know to go against them. You know So you understand that people go to work from nine to five, and when they get on their way getting back home, they spent you know hours on the road in traffic. and when they get back home, they feel exhausted. And also part of you know colonial colonial um, psychological effect, which is religion. You know, in Africa, people are highly 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 religious. So, it's the weekend set aside for them to to rest. You know, they make it um, 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 a, a, a weekly routine to go to churches and things like that. And even now, it's our churches. They are big houses of propagandas because they don't actually preach the freedom they only preach you know, the subjugation of religion in your in your brain so we as an organization we understand the effect that you know for africa to grow people need to understand the, the system people need to understand that the system is engaged them. people need to understand that we have a long way to go and we the, the, uh, the number one thing is for people to educate to educate themselves so, because when you get the right education, then you know that you're not a slave anymore. You are not fixed to be a slave and you only lose for solutions, you know, to better of yourself, to better of your society and to better your continent and your country. Um
1: if you permit me to quickly add to what uh I what I just said uh, because I think um, you asked if you know how we you know we tend to carry uh, uh, out the political education the doing organization. Uh, so one of the ways we do that is uh, we try to because currently in Nigeria um, students are not allowed to form unions, you know, to combat the uh pressing measures that have been made out to them in schools like uh you know freedom to associate, you know, to demand for better uh, classrooms, better um, laboratories to experiment, and better um, uh, you know, conditions, you know, for students who are living in hostels in, in the schools. So what we do is that we we work with some uh, students who are uh, open to work with um, an organization like ours, so we organize uh, within and outside of the school. And also what we do is uh, we, uh, we do uh, street evangelism, you know, <laughs> like the Christian does. <laughs> you have to borrow from some of the tactics, so uh, we do that as well, and uh, it has really worked so well. And
2: Yeah, yeah. what actually for um, the article was just that, you know, Majority of the elites that we have in this country right now are a product of neo-colonial education, and they try to um, mediate development, you know, in terms of you know skyscrapers, buildings, and things like that. But they don't really understand that development has to take place within the people itself, you know, the social structure itself. So you know, the elites are able to 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 continue the colonial um, process. In africa and they they, they try as much as possible to design the system to to favor their own class to favor their own class you know and like you said if you go today in africa if you go today in africa and almost everywhere in africa you know they look up to the west mostly majority of our financial policies you know are been shaped by IMF and world bank and when you bring policies like that into Africa, you know, it's a policy against the people. Like now, you know, in cases that we have now in Nigeria, that for every loan, you know, our government take from the IMF or the World Bank, you know, there is always a mutual agreement, which means that you must, you know, um, you must increase prices of goods in the country, you must cut the subsidy, you know, think draconian policies like that, which are anti-people. So Lagos is one way or the other is only designed, you know, to favor the elites. And like we said, you know, the way banks, corporates, oligarchs, you know, have power in the Western world. That's how they're actually running in Africa. So the whole process is just against the people. You know, and like we said, you know, we have an housing deficit, an housing deficit in Lagos, Mm -hmm. whereby the people are homeless. which you know is to create an artificial island, you know to some few to some field, the island is costing almost like six billion dollars. Six billion dollars only you know can solve the old problems of housing in Lagos State. So you know the only policies these people make is the policies that favor for the ruling class, you know, and their and their friends and their cacos and their contemporaries within um, 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 the global space itself. So if you guys are actually making policies, you are actually making um, um business deals. That's a, that that switch of the people, people. That means you guys are anti people. You no, know? I hope one day as times goes by, you come to Lagos and you see the 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 contradictions there. You know we don't have our rules are bad. You know we have too many men in uniform. You know even the strict structure has become a means become an economic means for these people because we have all sorts of agencies extracting money from the people. We pay this, we pay that. We have up to like up to like four or different agencies on this is on the road, controlling the road traffic. And they are very exploitative. So the way the structure is is not different from what the colonialism colonialist masters are set down in their days. What we just actually have right now is is the continuation of what you know the colonialists have done in Africa. So people need to understand that you know we need a total restructuring of the social system in Africa. That's why we clamor for change. We don't clamor for reformism. We clamor for system change, because reformism won't change anything. It just you know parable and talk about policies, but it won't actually you know dealt with the problem
0: of the masses. No, thank you so much for that. That. I, I completely agree with what you're saying. And I'm curious too. you, you've written a lot about the dollar as well. And the problem of the dollar, uh, dollar hegemony and kind of American imperialism. Because so yeah. can you kind of give us more insight into, you know, what neocolonialism colonialism looks like today? Because I think a lot of people know neocolonialism well from the writings of Kwame Nkrumah, and they understand it as it applied in kind of the post-colonial 67 the situation. But you know, what does it look like just on a daily basis today uh, in Nigeria, for example?
2: Yeah. Um, uh, you know, before to talk about the dollarization of this, let me say the African economy in general, you know, on the context of Nigeria, you know, we have to go back to historical occurrences because we have to realize that, you know, the African market itself were never a capitalistic market. Was never, you know, a fiat economy whereby, you know, there is there is there is a trade between fiat currency. Though in Africa, you know, what we actually do back in those days was trade by butter. If you have gold, you can actually trade with someone that have salt and things like that. So, you know, when the um um the Europeans came, they saw the kind of system that we actually running, and they realized that, you know, in this kind of um, economic system, you know. People are not actually making money from it in 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 the capitalist sense. So what they did was just that you know when when they came to Africa and set you know the colonialist government in Africa, the number one thing they did was to cut you know the 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 social relationship of how we trade, you know, and they brought a new a new um a, a new of exchange whereby gold was used was used as currencies. Gold, copper, and things like that. So over time, you know, gold and copper were being strapped off. After it was being strapped off, then in Nigeria, for instance, you know, um, pounds was brought in. You know, for every economic activities or any economic trade, was 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 in what's it called was in pounds. So in that way, they were able to able to encapsulate um, uh, 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 African trade into the European system. Into the capitalist system, so you know, for every trade you do, you have to trade in pounds. So they started creating banks and things like that. And at that time, when the European came, you know, we have a little bit of feudalism, whereby you know the rich elites, um, who are the aristocrats, you know, they use you know, um, exploited labor to get out. At a, wealth you know like we know you know feudalism is all about the serfs and the feudal lords so the rich feudal lords were the one we were actually trading with the British we were actually trading with them using the pounds and, and over time so as times goes by you know the system you know the, the economic system expand so coming towards to the dollar I realized that after the first world war and second world war the Western Europe you know fell drastically fell drastically and that gave America that opportunity to come in play, to become a world power. So when it came to run the world power, they re the whole economy to their own benefit. Because even, even when um, Europe was shattered after the First World War and Second World War, realized that, you know, the corporate oligarchs, especially the banks, were the one that developed you know European economy back you know during interpenetration of capital you know sending money to europe Germany and things like that so over time you know they created the World Bank and the IMF you know as times goes by the economic the economic structure was to favor was to favor America so in that context even European Union um the ECC recognized you know the effect of America controlling the European economy so what they did was just to put ECC to fight back American hegemony in Africa, in Europe. So over time, it expanded. So America has already gained enormous money, enormous was controlling the world economy. So they created the dollar. So the ex colony, the ex-colony of of the British, of the French was being controlled by America, and and and, and the establishment of IMF, which was totally controlled. By the Americans, gave the pathway to them, you know, dollarizing our own economy. Because we realized that, you know, when Gaddafi was still alive, the Gaddafi was trying to change the system around. You know, was trying to use the gold as trade, which um, Russia is about to do right now with their with their, with their currency. So, you know, you know, the 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 reason why dollar is so strong because in the in the south, in the global south in general. Majority of the country trade in gold, sell, sell um, sold in dollar rather. So and, and this undermined the economy of the third world. And it became um 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 a um win a win thing for the America for the American economy. So the dollarization of the world, it's it's today, it's it's, it's it has affected our own economy. And, and, and like you said, you know, mostly um, in the global south, especially in Africa, you know, in the global capitalist system, what they actually need from us is to be a primary producer of raw materials. We can't go beyond that. They don't want us to create our own industries. They don't want us to create our own finished goods. Because why the effect of dollar is controlled our an economy. And once people don't really understand that, you know, the kind of ruling class that we have in, in, in Africa generally are bankrupt of ideas you know and they are not willing to industrialize so they they feel like you know they fight their own interest within the global capital system because they've used the structure of the state to negotiate their own interest to sell raw materials and they get their own pie from the old structure so they've annihilated the people in the capital in the global capitalist market so what we actually want to do is how africa can become independent how african can can control his own economy that's where you know the ideology of pan-african comes into play how can we cut ourselves up from the western hegemony controlling our own economy how can we create a formidable economic force to develop africa because we realize that realize that the con I, I like to tell people like let's try to Contextualize the issue of Africa as a class thing. As a class thing. Let, let's take Europe as, as the bourgeoisie state and Africa as a proletariat, which we only give our label because we don't have industries. And if the liberals, the proletarians, does not come into play to form a union to fight back against the bourgeoisie, we continue to be exploited. So, you know, contextualizing the situation uh, and this issue in Africa is that. For all African countries, what we can actually do to win against the Western power is to form a formidable force, to come together as a union on the umbrella of Pan-Africanism, whereby we can actually control our economic space, our political space, without any interference of the West or whatsoever power. So let me let me leave that and let me see comments. I to comment, please. Neo-colonialism uh, today,
1: you know. It- is uh, you know is it, it takes different forms, and uh, you know our, our people can easily be swayed thinking they'll be in control. Uh, the Europeans have left this place; it is now in our hands to do right by our people and that. But <laughs> it goes beyond that because, uh like I, mean, I was saying earlier about the IMF. You know, we have someone who's a Nigerian who is a they didn't figure in IMF. And what they do is that they help the stand as a, an intermediate, you know, to help our people take more loans, you know, VIPER loans from these uh, so-called international monetary funds to, you know, influence our economy. Telling, you know, for example, you know, all of the monies uh the president of our country is going out there to collect, you know, there are there are there are um, oh, I gonna phrase it now. There are uh, you know the loan the loans requirements. Some of it are that you know there's, there, there's going to be a, a increase in the price of things. There's hyperinflation inflation already because you know we we keep chasing the dollar. There is no thought about you know, building a industry that's going to help, help us be, help us uh, be independent. For example, we don't have any working refineries in Nigeria. Nigeria is uh, the, the, the only uh, country, OPEC country, with no working refinery. And that means that we are going to take our crude oil to the foreign countries for refine, to be refined and we're going to spend a lot of dollars refining our, our own products, and you know it's funny. And our people, uh, we we need to get our people familiar with this kind of uh, shenanigans, you know, perpetrated by our leaders. To know that this wastages, this uh, lack of leadership, is uh, is it, it keeps us retrogressive. And until we address these issues of sole dependency on the international market to survive, there is no way we are going to move forward. And you know, on the last note, to talk about neocolonialism, we have U.S. military bases all over Africa. It's, you know, playing the role of uh African, playing the role of a watchdog you know, for the uh, international capitalist, uh, 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 what's it called? Establishment, serving as a watchdog, influencing, uh, 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 illegally sponsoring coups, and removing democratically elected presidents all over Africa. This is their job. And to also lord over our resources. So that when some of our people are protesting against the uh, oppression they go through under the systems of uh, 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 these systems influenced by Western imperialism, they can come um, as a, um, they, they can come in defence of the puppet leaders all over Africa. So we also have to point out the fact that African in Africa is help continue uh, uh, the plunder of Africa and to install topics all over African governments, all of our governments in Africa. Yeah,
0: Yeah. thank you. That that was a great explanation um, of the problems of neo-colonialism. And I, I wonder if you can talk a little bit more with that about the the Comprador class to the kind of neo-colonial bourgeoisie uh, that exists in states across Africa, and in particular, you know, for the example of Nigeria, you know, we were talking a little bit before about the elites and about the ruling class, but just what role do they play in kind of perpetuating neo-colonial, you know, American and Western control over um, a country like Nigeria, for example?
2: Um, should I come in or come in? Yeah, 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 I'll let you take that, yeah, take that. Okay. Um, um, you know it's it's it is it's it is a systemic thing because you know realize that you know the, the 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 bourgeoisie class we have in africa today was being introduced by the british because realized that you know during the colonial the colonial era you know it was very hard for let me say the white people to come to, to come to work in africa and for the colonialist government it cost them more cost them more to bring in um, um clerks soldiers to come up in africa and those people are you know are scared of diseases you know diseases and stuff like that you know so you know what the colonialists did was just that they they they, they look within the um, um the social structure in Africa and they realized that you know some part of people are uh, interests aligned with them which were the feudal class the kings, the emirs, you know, the people like that, and they realize that what we can actually do that since we recognize these people as our own class, these people, you know, have their own interests of, you know, accumulating wealth. Then what we can actually do is to give their kids, you know, colonial education, you know. So the, the kids of you know of the of the so-called aristocrat then we are taken to different places in Europe, Belgium, England, you know. France like that, and they had the colonial education. So when they came back to Africa, they were not seeing themselves as Africans anymore. They see themselves, you know, as 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 people different from the natives. You know, they they started seeing themselves aligned with you know the Western culture and things like that. So they did everything necessary, you know, to protect their own interests and the detriment of their own people, because if you realize that, you know, when Africa was running an agrarian economy, majority of the people that exploited or mostly where the sons, you know, of the kings, you know, and the obas, you know, in 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 uh, I mean Africa, you know. So you know, these people were the were the intermediaries, were the people working on on behalf, you know, of the of the colonial government. And during that colonial um um during um during the era where the natives were fighting against colonialism, you know, there were some. Leftist organizations, strong unions, they were fighting against the colonial structure with, with strike, you know, sabotaging the, the trains that goes to the seaport and things like that. So people that were demanding for, you know, for, for an independence, for the collapse of cap, uh, the capitalist, the colonial structure, the bridges never gave them the independence. They saw the people they were, they, 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 they made towards within the colonial structure. Which were the lawyers, the clerks, the doctors, and you know, the people that have class differences from the masses, from the proletarians, you know, you know, from 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 the peasantry. So these people were the one, the British or let me say the French, put the affairs of the country, you know, in their hands. And when you know um, the independence struggle came into existence, realized that World Bank actually played tremendous role. You know formulating policies that will run the structure of the so-called independent state in africa so when you create policies like that when you create a colonial education like that you don't expect you know the compradors to see their class aligned with the people so they have become you know this the, the, the people that are sabotaging the progress of the african people the independence of the african people because they care mostly about their own class mm-hmm. about their own you no, know, you know, primitive accumulation. They never care about the development of the people. You know, they never care about you know having social services, building infrastructures, building industries, building hospitals, and that. Because all they care about was the to to buy the latest Rolls Royce, to buy the latest you know capitalist you know things that can actually, how uh, i it see themselves aligned with the British. Because one way or the other, we also understand that during the colonial structure or the colonial uh, during the colonial system, these so-called bourgeoisie, we have been, um, um, we have been, um, how would I would say, treated badly, you know, with the structure because majority of them realised that even racism was used against them because, for instance, for a, a white man, for instance, can receive maybe in a month, maybe 20 pounds for his services. And when a black man take the same position, he would be pay less, maybe like five, five pounds or, or six pounds. So this also came to to how this so-called bourgeoisie class, you know, formulated with the masses to fight against colonialism. But they were not fighting on the context of what the masses were fighting for. The masses were fighting for a better um, working conditions, you know, a, a workable system. But the um, the so-called um, bourgeoisie class were fighting to take you know this the structure of the colonialist system you know to change the face from white to black but they don't care about the exploitative system they don't care about you know the, the how our how, how laborers were being exploited you know how and the police becomes um, uh, a force you know you know um um exploiting the people you know you know torturing the people you know killing people they were fighting for revolutionary struggle as at that time against colonial structure so you know this this so-called bourgeoisie's you know they, they have their own kids too in the they started giving birth and when they give birth you know, majority of, of their kids to you know go to london go to france to get their so-called education so you know so after getting the so-called education they were being marveled by the capital system how, how, it, pro, how it protects their own interests So it's a continuous, you know, thing, it's a it's it's a psychological thing, you know, what neocolonialism has brought to us, it has it has created class, it has different class and it keeps creating the so-called bourgeoisie, the so-called compradors, you know, um, putting the detriment of the African people. You know in all the so-called imperialism and capitalist structure so that's why we it's, it's one of their duties as an organization that this so-called education that keep creating you know this, the, the kind of competitors that we have in this country we must collapse it that's why we as an organization is fighting for a total change of the system they a total change of our education decolonizing the educational system that keep creating people that believe in capitalism that keep creating people that believe in wealth rather than the development of the people you know you understand, you understand what i'm trying to say there so you know for we I, you know as, as a revolutionary organization our own goal our own goal you know is to clear off the capitalist class from the political decision making the economic decision making because we realize that you know even in africa today we have black people running our banks our banks and they are very exploitative. You know, we see how J.P. Morgan's is very exploitative in in US. Likewise, we have our own bank say in Africa too, as well. So you know, the the the, the point is just that people see people see um um how I said um African achievement uh, as as a symbolic thing. People feel as like, if you know, if I be, if I own a bank today. You know, it it was, it was it was never a development in like like it was in America. You know, when Obama became the president of the United States, you know, it was a, it was a symbolic um, thing, but it was never you know um, um, a, a win thing for the for the for the for the black people in America because even though when Obama was still the president of America, you know, there were a lot of racial killings, particularly incarceration of black people. So what we want is not do not faces, is not people taking position of power that the colonialists have, have have laid down. What we are actually fighting for is to turn over the system, is to build you know a socialist system that work for the people, to build a social system you know that develop the people capacity, you know. So that's we all we are after because we realize that you know for Africa to move forward is not creating billionaires is not creating you know people that will go to that have access to to white house or they have access to um the government house in in london you know things like that what we are actually fighting for is a systemic change the systemic change of the black people thank you
0: thank you so much that was an incredible discussion of, of the question and okay. comrade Adi, i wonder do you want to add anything else to
1: um, yeah, I'll just add a few things because I think, uh, you I spoke in about the conflict in Africa. Uh, I think, uh, majorly their role is just to keep, uh, you know, Africa a kind of, uh, you know, uh, exploitative, uh, continent for the, big uh, imperialist uh, powers in all of my and America, you know? And, um, uh, While well, they, they were able to achieve that, is true, uh, Uganda, you know, and uh, through the education system as well. We have uh, all kinds of uh, agents with uh, our different institutions of Africa, you know, to keep, uh, keep our people weak on our capitalism and uh, you neoliberalism know, as a solution for African problems. You know. And uh, you know, take for instance, uh, what is going on. Other African countries right now, like uh, Senegal, Mali, for example, you know what uh, France is doing in the, that country. You know they refuse to let go. You know they want to continue to control and keep uh, people uh, subjugated. They have no control over sources. and it's a continual battle. You know even to today, uh, colonialism has refused to uh, play behind the scene. You know they are out there in the hope of getting away with uh, international uh, war crimes, and there's nobody talking about Africa, uh, what Africa is going through under these um, uh, colonialists who has refused to go. And we have compadres here who are making sure that they are in the military, they are in the corporate uh, businesses or whatever they call it, they are in the schools, you know giving false narratives to our people, to keep them uh, away from resisting um, the white masters. So that role basically is just to you know, keep our people uh, with good wing on capitalist uh, you know, fantasies. And, you know, I think that's just basically propaganda, keep our people away, you know, believe in the uh, white system, believe in the established uh, white, institutions, and that takes our away from uh, the real school, um, agenda behind all these things, because um, every day, every day, billions of dollars are being spent to keep people subjugated. And that is why uh, in MAE, like said, we're trying our best, our possible best to work in the universities, because we believe that if we can, uh, because the vast majority of our people today are young, if you look at the population uh, percentage of the old compared to the young, we discover that um young are very uh, more on the numbers and So we believe strongly that you know working in the universities, you know, to counter the narratives of these competors and you know, help us to you know get to a destination for totali. Yeah. Excellent and I
0: think you know a very important thing that your organization the MAE pointed out on that subject is the creation of a new African citizen as you talked about it on your on your website and kind of in your your program so can you describe more about about what this means like how this relates to consciousness in creating the new African citizen and also you know you're you're talking about students and young people and you know trying to have uh, young Africans who May not have that sense of citizenship on the continent itself how does how do you relate this message to young people, especially because that's that's what we're we're also students and we're also very interested in getting students kind of involved and in learning more about this process. so yeah, you know how do you how do you teach people about this concept of the new African citizen?
2: Um, 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 you know, okay uh, well let's come out, I think guys come oh, well. and.
1: Okay, okay, I'll go first. Um, well, it's not going to be an easy thing you know, to get new African citizens, okay? Because, uh, you know, if you look at our history, it's been, it's been centuries of brainwashing and passed down mentality from generations to generations. And we realize that the job is, is a tedious one. And we believe that, you know, we have to be created the new African citizen. We have to, you know, give, introduce these messages and beats because you know you cannot go high. It's it's more like you know, like um, process of uh, uh, of growth. You know, first of all, you grow, you you know, start and all of that. So we believe strongly that uh, our people are capable of, take, uh, of of accepting this information, the truth. About who we are, because, of, like Michael X said, if you know the truth about who you are, just paraphrasing, you know, you will take pride in your history. I think our people have been given a lot of false information and they don't have. Uh, they don't take pride in the history, and that is why everyone wants to to be like the oppressor. So uh, we believe strongly that, as an African citizen, we have to, be, you know, patient. We have to give out the truth you know, to have people in bits, and because uh, the uh, centuries long of propaganda oppression is not going to go away in a few uh, days or a few years, we believe it's a long-term thing. And we begin the process now. We are uh, a little over two years old, and uh, we are doing our best to make sure that we are able to uh, um, you know, reach as many people as possible because uh, uh, like Krame Inkrum said, you know, uh, the only way the to to combat uh, oppression is to build a strong opinion against it. that is to give political education to our people about the truth of of their history, not history of a uh, uh, black person are inferior, <laughs> an inferior race that is a very wrong thing to say or to hold on to. And that is why people feel like we didn't contribute anything to history. So they feel, you know, inferior and they don't feel they can do anything. But once they know that they are ancestors, they did a lot of things, they accomplished a lot of things, they will take pride in their history and their ancestors and build on that uh, achievement and, you know, it, and then from there, we
2: will be able to achieve a, an Africa of a, our of a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in addition to what Comrade Dadejinka has said, you know, um, majority of African people have not able to see African history, you know, before colonialism in Africa, you know. And like we said, the kind of education we have in Nigeria, you know, is not actually focusing on the prehistory, you know the history of the African people because we realize that you know the globalization we practice today have been in existence in Africa for centuries. You know we realize that the, you know, North Africa, East Africa were places whereby you know the Asians, you know Indians and you know Chinese people comes to trade and everybody has a win-win thing. You know we practice a social system you know whereby it it's it depicts the level the the level of civilization we have in Africa. You know you know like you said you know the pyramid in in in, in um, egypt I showed the, the high level of the agricultural thing in africa you know was was doing before the invention of the europeans you know we also see you know um um universities the first university was founded in africa you know there were a lot of things you know that 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 shows the level of civilization in africa you know the beginning of science you know things like that you know how our people were able to refine you know iron ore into iron you know, those are things that people need to see, like Af- Africa itself was an industrialized society before the European came. So you know, the invasion, you know, itself you know, has affected the old social structure. People are not actually seeing, you know, history before colonialism. And like we said, you know, we are actually facing a big problem whereby you know, to 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 preach the truth to the people. You know, to show them history to the people that Africa was great. You know, it's a real difficult thing because we're actually facing people that have been colonized, people that have like actually seen whiteness. You know, as 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 superiority because they go to churches, they see white faces of Jesus. You know, they go to Moses, they see what so-called white white faces of um Arabians, and um, prophet, and you know. To people like that. So when you actually try to, you know, go against what they believed in, you know, due to cognitive dissonance, you know, it is hard for them to accept, you know, the new the new um, information they are not being used to. So isn't for us, it's a challenge, and we are not going to give up because we need to understand that it's a mental thing, it is a psychological thing, and we have to win it. We have to win, win them over. And how we can actually win them over is to show them, you know, you know a different system whereby power lies within the people. You know, like what, like, like what the Black Panthers did. We're able to form, you know, a community base. You know, to understand that we the people can actually take care of ourselves without the base structure. You know, of the state. You know, the state is a structure exploiting people. This is a structure that has created the police to protect its own interest. What are the people actually going to do? Are we going to have a people's militia? Are we going to have a people economic system? So those are the things we have to take to the people to let them see a better way forward, a better hope, because realize that those that, are, that have exploited our people, give them you know, what to believe in, you know, for our people to take Christianity, you know, they make them believe that there's, you know, there's something big in afterlife, somewhere called heaven, someone where you can actually enjoy it and things like that. But we actually want them to know that, you know, the development of you people is in your own hands, you know, we need to organize, we need to, we, we need to fight against, you know, Western imperialism, you know, you know, um, colonialism, new colonialism in Africa. So those are things we as an organization are trying to do, organize within the people, let people understand the power of what they can do, of what of, of the change they can do, because we, we realize that you know in Africa, then you know people are not are not careerists like we have today. We have bankers. We have all. You can actually become a farmer in the morning, at night you can become a drummer because you are not entitled to a system that have exploited you know your 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 capacity you know, to do multiple things which with with joy you know you're doing things with joy you know so those are the kind of things we want our people to experience to what our people to see and like we said you know we are not going to 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 basically focus on how our people have lived in the past what we want to do in this generation is to see how we can be able to mediate the way our people lived then, and able to develop it because realize that we can not go back you know to the communal system we can't go back to the Hungarian system whereby people just you know go to farms and just you know take goods and eat we have to see how we can be able to develop that how we can
0: well thank you both for for these incredible answers i really appreciate it um i might i just have one last question that i'm curious about and then i do unfortunately have to go but i'm curious about kind of how you both came to learn more about these theories and like what books you read you know, how you got into it um, and then, you know, how does this help when you're, when you're just talking to to other people, to friends and, and other young people about these theories, how do you like help relate it to their everyday life and their everyday conditions and make it applicable, take it out of the book and make it and show people how it relates to their real life. So yeah, I'm curious about how you learned more um, about these ideas and what theory you were interested in um, and kind of how you help it relate to, you know, people, just average people living and and um, experiencing their situation in in a neo-colonial country, and helping take these kind of abstract ideas and making them make more sense in, in practicality.
2: Um, um, for me, I, I I used to use my own practical experience to justify how I become a comrade, because I realized that you know the 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 health sector actually opened my mind to a lot of things because you know. You know if you if you know me a couple of years back maybe 10 years ago you no know, i didn't even understand things about how the system was able you know to to deepen these people's problems you know when i went to the hospital and i saw how the public health care system was being run you no, know, no equipment you know doctors are taking extra bribes you know to treat patients so that things put a lot of things on my mind you know i started like i wanted to look for solutions i wanted to make things right know towards that process you know i was privileged you know to go to 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 places whereby people talk about political um solutions so you know i was privileged enough you know to meet a Marxist you know people that were ideological so i was introduced to the book you know the first book that i actually read you know that changed my mind was how europe underdeveloped africa so you know that became you know like my bible you know like like my bible you know i was like exposed to how you know, the capitalist system has created this whole thing. You know, back then I used to see all these things as a divine thing, like you know, since Sins were actually put on people. People were actually meant to suffer because of the sins of Adam and Eve. You know, those are the things that they, they, they teach us. You know, in the religious, you know, homes and whatever places we go to. But as times goes by, you know, this is what was my first privilege: meeting things. I can actually see things. I can actually understand that. You know, the reason why the healthcare system is bad is because of neoliberal policies. You know that has practically annihilated the people from social services. You no, know, I started understanding this, you and know, I started looking all the old everything around me. How you know capitalism has able to make things you know, hard for me to live as a people. So the quest, you know, to to acquire knowledge, the quest to read more, and this is very hard. Like and like I tell you, you know, it's very hard for you to go to a bookshop to see you know Max Max book about Marxism, book about Franz Fanon, or you know what? This is very hard. You know, you know, because of my delegation, uh, my 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 delegation towards the course of changing, you know, things in my society. I, I, you know, I I work extra miles and move extra miles. You know, it's become a passion for me. It's become like, you know, if I was being blindfolded ten years ago, then if people can actually read what I read in the past, you know, it will open become an eye opener for them to as well. So what we are actually doing is that a lot of people have been blindfolded. How can we take, you know? Of that psychological thing on them, you know, introduce them to theories and things like that. And like we said, you know, it's it it's a, it's a psychological war because even if you go to the big, the biggest ideology in Africa today is, is religion, and you know, and you know, in those places the kind of narrative that is sent out, they'll tell them that you know you don't believe in theories theories are a man-made thing you can compare you know social social scientific theories with the bible and things like that so when you go to the street to actually want to introduce theories to people you know it becomes like you know a fight against them why are you actually telling me things you know that against God? because I'm not religious. I was so religious there, but now I'm not religious because I've been able to educate myself to understand you know how religion came, how mainstream religion came into Africa and how you know the the the, the expansion of religion you know lead to the killing of my own ancestors. You know, people don't really understand all those you know historical occurrences, how it happened in Africa, if even in Europe, how RSC, you know, between the, the, the Protestants and the, and the Catholics, how they fought among themselves, you know, in the expansion of religion, you know, how how you know. They, pope power you know was overriding that of um what's it called um king john king john of, of england so those are the historical facts we want to put up to people we want to put out to people and it's a it's a psychological war like i said so for we as conduit like the number one thing we care about is the education is the education and what we can actually do is just that we can't fight for the people because we are not messiahs. Can to because what I can actually do is very minute. So what, you know, you know multiple of people can actually do. So those are actually what I think is, you know, we go into the neighborhood. Maybe we we'll understand, you know, their social, um, the social thing affecting their lives. This is how it's it, you know it's been it's 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 relates to what we actually see you know for instance now you know you know electricity in Africa has been privatized so we get high tariffs you know inflations so we can actually give people you know you know explanation that the reason why tariffs is so high people are actually trying to make money from digital social services so those are the kind of things we go out to the people who tell them things that are immediate you know to their daily lives so that is how we can actually win people over you know, to the struggle, give them examples of things that they see on a daily basis, how the transportation system, you know, affects their daily life, where someone at the top is making money, you know, things like that. So for me, it's
0: about education, education, education. Thanks so much. And yeah, go ahead, comrade I come. Um,
1: Yeah, um, uh, for me, <laughs> I think uh, the, the final moment was when uh, I had to remember that there was someone that you know was actually told not to listen to another, uh, fellow Nicola Kukuti, the late fellow Nicola Kukuti. Yeah, you know, as a young uh, African growing up in an African home, I, I, you know, I used to see videos of fellow TV you know, singing black and white TV with his um face, face makeup on. And, you know, it's so scary to us because, you know, uh, the movies we watch here, they're, uh, you know, they portray African uh, spirituality, African tradition as evil. You know, when you see someone with a face paint, it doesn't have to be scared of such people. So, you know, Fela has this face paint there, which is very popular now. And when we see that, we get scared, like, oh, look at this man. You know, they've already told us a lot of uh, false if, uh, things about Fela. So for me, Fela was the was the uh, was the uh, person who set me on the spot to consciousness because you know Fela's song, you yeah, know, songs is a reflection of what is happening in society, how being I maltreated, why uh, people cannot even afford, uh, you know, to eat three square meals and all that, you know. So fella was fella was the was a person to set me in this part. You know, and you know with that I began to question my own religiosity. Um, with that, you know, I you know it's, it's a ground thing. And that is why we believe that uh, what we are doing in MAE is a project, you know, like that. Um, it's not going to take a few years because this uh, battle is not <laughs> It's not easy because for me, I know that it wasn't easy living religion because you know living religion it's kind of traumatic for me. But I have to learn all of the things you are told to be true. You know? So going into the new uh, part for the uh, for liberation is kind of um, you know it's, it's lonely. It's all of those things, and you have to you know uh, you have to just take it one step at a time. So. And also, you, know, you were asking about how we interpret these to people in Ireland, you know, to give examples of their daily, uh, daily life and all that, you know, like, you know we just ask them to look at, you know, to look around them, you know, if you force it today, if you force it today, are you able to, uh, you know, get the, uh, a good health care for yourself? No. So why are you not know, organizing yourselves to demand for free health care? Because the resources of the country. There's no way you're there's no way you're benefiting from me. So you need to start asking for your share of it, and asking for share of it is true. You know, calling for basic and uh, uh, universal healthcare for for the people, electricity. Why is it privatized? You know, people need to understand that if these companies are in of private individuals, it means this is more money for the private individuals, and it's going to affect your GDP. And that means that there will not be enough money for the government to cater to your needs. And you need to fight for this to be nationalized, to be taken care of by the people. You know, there's this narrative here that, oh, the government cannot take care of uh, uh, private uh, this uh, institutions because uh, they are corrupted. This and that. But it is people that occupy the government, and it's also people that occupy the private companies. So if there is going to be accountability, we must work towards. Building the, um, uh, the the public opinion to be strong enough to um, to, to tackle all of this uh, corruption in government, because it is better to stay with the government than to put it in the hands of private individuals. You know, they told us and private individuals solve our electricity problems. But as we know that 16 years and nothing has happened. We're still in those bad condition. So these are really examples we give to people looking you know, look at by themselves in order to charge them to you know to uh, to you know look how they believes they hold presently and charge them to do uh, other things so that to get access to many many questions right. so that's one of the practical problems we get people to act.
0: Well, thank you both so much. I, I really appreciated talking to you and learning more. And I would love to you know, do a follow up at some point and speak to you more. Um, but yeah, thank you. I, I learned a lot and I think your strategy is very, is very important. Um, so yeah, thank you both so much and, and take care. I'll, I'll be in touch over email as well. All right, thank you yeah, very thank much for having us. Thank you. Right, see you. Yourself. See you. Yeah, before, before, before we go, please, uh, we are open for uh, Alliance.
2: We are open for alliance to work with people who actually bought into our initiative. We are open to alliance to work with any organizations you know that is ready for the development of Africa to change mm-hmm. the system, you know, like I said. So, like you said, we are we, we're still developing, we are as a new organization, mm-hmm. so we are alliance and things.
0: Like okay, yeah,
1: yeah, to add to that, um, uh. If you need information about our social media handles, mm-hmm. we can provide that for you. So
0: for sure, need I just
1: yeah, just let us know. You know,
0: for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you both so much. Right. Take care. Bye.